0: What is Café Mocha? Café Mocha is experts, celebrities.
1: What's up? This is Belbiz DeVoe. Yours, Trudy Idris Elba. This is
0: Fantasia. This is Invo. This is M- M- o- 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 India M- R. E. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The mocha mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective.
2: What flavor are you, baby?
0: This is Café Mocha.
2: Café Mocha's kicking off the 2021 Salute Her Awards presented by Toyota and a a A R P it's streaming March 21st. On YouTube, we're honoring Cynthia Arrivo of Harriet Fame, Holly Robinson, Pete. Performances by Eric Bonet. So make sure you stream it live with us on March 21st. But today, on this show, it's all about Queen Sugar's Aunt Vi. Cafe Mocha begins now. Ready for
1: action, nip it in the bud. We never relax off in- the it's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Angelique, and Yo Yo. You know, COVID is still here, Yo Yo. But <laughs> people, you know, they they finding ways to cope, and they're doing new things. What have you been yeah.
0: doing since COVID? I know. Wow well, i uh, I joined Perfume School Institute of Art and faction. and I think I want to start making uh, some perfume. So what? Wait, what is Perfume School? You learn how to make it? You actually learn how to make it. I've been doing it since November, November, of course. I haven't had any shows besides Zooming and performing in my living room. So I decided to do something I was passionate about. I looked into perfume school, found Institute of Art No Faction. And uh, yeah, I think I have a nose. I know right so they teach you they teach you you actually I actually have a a lab downstairs and so I learn about perfume the history of it and about scents and having an accord of, of scents you know it's like an orchestra so you make the accords and then they teach you how to make the perfume
1: Wow. So we're going to have a yo-yo set coming real
0: soon. No, the first day I got in class, they said, aren't you glad the days of smelling like Beyonce and Britney Spears are over? <laughs> there goes my yo-yo name.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think that is great. And I, I encourage everybody out there. You know, there's a lot of free time, you know, if you're sitting at home, maybe you're not you know, working as usual, you know, try to, you know, pick up something, pick up a hobby, figure out something that you like, and maybe research it a little bit while you have the time. So you doing perfume school. That is <laughs> hilarious.
0: I can't wait for the first scent. And I, I love scent. I love scent. And besides picking up the things to do, besides picking up another gig, what have you been up to, honey?
1: You know, i just been working We're still doing the real from home. So we, I do that Monday through Wednesday. Then, um, Um, Everything else I've been doing virtually, I've been so blessed to still be able to work because, you know, like like you, all of my live gigs have been canceled and it's just been devastating. Um, You know, I've been doing a lot of of volunteering events um, to help raise money, especially for like comics that, you know, were rogue comics. And it's just so bad. So um, but I've just been hanging in there. So, just doing, you know. Just keep hustling. We on elevation, we don't keep hustling elevation and a <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Cafe Mocha.
2: It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie, Love, and Yo Yo on the line. She's Aunt Violet and Queen Sugar, which just returned to own what last week the week before last well it's back season five (laughs) already signed for season six joining us now is tina lifford how are you well
3: hey ladies how are you it's so nice to be here
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got to get into Queen Sugar because, first of all, when Ava DuVernay previewed Queen Sugar at the Essence Fest in 2016, I will never forget that.
0: Mm -hmm. Did
1: you have any idea the show would take off the way it did?
3: No, no. I had no idea that the show would take off the way it did, and I had no idea that people would respond to the character of Aunt Vi, a woman over 60s. I mean... Our cast is full of beautiful, fabulous, talented actors, right? Mm-hmm. And they all are under 40. Mm. So for people to have this affection and attraction to Aunt Vi, come on. Come on. <laughs> Aunt Vi is fly though. And she got cool. a young man. <laughs> I yeah. Well why do you why do y'all think? Why do y'all think that
1: people lean into Aunt Bye? Well, I think go ahead, Angelique.
2: I think as a community, as black people, we always go to our mamas and our grandmamas and our auntie. And that's why we love you. We love what older women bring
1: to the discussion. And, and I think they, they haven't man. showed us for so long. They have not showed the beauty of older uh, black women. And then when you see it, it's something different. It's like, what? wait, wait, wait a minute. This is something different and refreshing and new, but it's also the talent. So I think I'm, I just love Anvai. I aspire
3: to be yeah. <laughs>
1: Vine,
3: <so>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually woke up um, one day in season one and went, er, wait a minute. Aunt Vi is an archetype, you know, (laughs) she is, she's an archetype. We all know her. Mm -hmm. We all either, you know, have an Aunt Vi in our lives or want to be an Aunt Vi or have been loved by an Aunt Vi. And then you see other women in other ethnicities talk about that, you know, that aunt that you can always talk to about anything. Mm -hmm. I said, here, here, here we have been watching television for decades and we have not seen the woman that we all know. Yes. We have not seen her represented right. in film and television as a fully orbed woman mm-hmm. until Queen Sugar.
1: Yes. Thank you,
3: Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Thank you, Ava DuVernay.
1: Yes, this is what happens when you have black creatives. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking about Queen Sugar and Aunt Vi. Miss Tina Lifford is here. Uh, yo yo, Tina.
0: Tina, talk about COVID. How has it impacting uh, impacted you? You guys shooting the show?
3: Well, um, that was quite an experience because, mm-hmm. of course, you know, like the rest of the world, um, in early March. We, it was business as usual. So we all were in New Orleans, we were shooting the first episode and then we had a phone call from Ava, you know, Mm -hmm. on speaker to the entire cast and crew saying that this, this COVID thing was heating up and just to be responsible, we were going to uh, pull the plug on shooting and go down for two weeks, Mm -hmm. right? And you should have heard the grumblings uh, uh, in the cast. I mean, in the, in, in, you know, in, in the crew. Didn't right. nobody want to lose two weeks worth of money, right? And then we don't go back for almost, what, seven months? Yeah. But here's, here's how cold-blooded Ava DuVernay is. We go down, right? And season five is already written. All the episodes are written when we go down. But when this thing starts unfolding, when 2020 starts unfolding as the historical episode that uh, a year that it is or was,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Ava and uh, our showrunner, Anthony Sparks, Paul Garnes, our executive on the ground. Um, they went in and totally rewrote season five wow. to be in alignment with what was going on. Wow. So this season, when you watch Queen Sugar, you will be watching it through the eyes of the Bordelon. Um, you know, you'll be seeing it through the eyes of George Floyd. You'll be seeing it through the eyes of Brianna Taylor. You'll be seeing it through the eyes of, you know, sickness and not being able to get to loved ones who are on their deathbed. You'll be seeing it through the eyes of the election. Mm. You'll be seeing everything that we were experiencing uh, in real time.
1: Wow. Well, coming up. How does Tina Lifford balance her acting career with life? She's joined by Denise Love Hewitt, entrepreneur and host of the podcast, Do the Work. I'm
2: curious as we wait for uh, Denise, you guys are on Hulu now. Um, Is that bringing in new viewers?
3: You know- um, A lot of
2: people don't have own.
3: Yeah, a lot of people don't have own. And um, I know that the show- has continued to expand its reach and it continues to be recognized critically acclaimed, you know, in in a number of ways. I I don't know the degree to which um, things have been expanded. Uh, You know, our viewership has been expanded due to Hulu. But I do know that there are um, lots of people outside of the African-American market who are watching Queen Sugar mm-hmm. and uh, I do know that Hulu has broadened our um, our base because you know Omar uh, who plays Hollywood was just in Africa I forget where he was but he was just in Africa and people were talking to him about Hollywood in Africa right mm-hmm. so it um, it's it is exciting to be a part of uh, this landscape that keeps changing, you know? Oh Y'all, mm-hmm. yeah, we are we are in something that it's not defined like it was once was. Yeah. And I think that that's that's the exciting part. That's mm-hmm. the that's the challenge, you mm-hmm. know, because you have to be flexible and and nimble as y'all are, right? Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's really I think I think it is good in the long run that we are all having the opportunity to do what we're passionate about and see who follows.
0: Does a show like this get picked up without I mean a show like this gets on air without someone like Oprah Winfrey?
3: Oh my word. Um I maybe now, but not before Queen Sugar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, that that is that is rather mm-hmm. standard in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, Hollywood Hollywood isn't quick to open up new genres and ideas. They do a lot of yeah. copycatting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I certainly don't think that um, well, <laughs> I don't think anyone would be telling a story. About a black farming family in the South. (laughs) And, you know, with each one of those characters, not to mention an Aunt Vi, uh, that could only come from women. And and none of them are slaves and none of them are maids. And uh... absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) And they also are extraordinary in their ordinary being this right? right and uh before queen sugar you know you, you gotta shoot somebody you gotta kill somebody mm-hmm. you know you gotta you gotta sleep uh-huh. with somebody you gotta you know you mm-hmm. gotta do just a whole bunch of stuff before it titillates your or they think it titillates your viewer but right. we've got people leaning in because we're everyday people people that you know yeah. people that you are not just people that you know people that you are right yes <laughs> it's cafe mocha we're
2: tonic we're talking to Tina Lifford about season 5 of queen sugar up next denise love hewitt joins us to talk about balancing life and work in hollywood this is cafe mocha
4: Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective, curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that entertainment That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unki Divas in Vogue. This topic is
0: It's Cafe
2: Mocha. So on the line right now, we have Tina Lifford. She's an actress. She plays Aunt Vi in Queen Sugar. And joining her and us is Denise Love Hewitt from the podcast, Do the Work. And welcome to the show, Denise. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. We wanted to talk about balancing life and work um, because... It's difficult, especially as women who set super high goals, who are very ambitious. I mean, you know, Denise, you're an entrepreneur. The ladies here, they're doing TV and talk shows and standards are really high. So like, Tina, for you, how do you balance that need to win and compete with just being normal Tina at home? with your head rag on and your feet up. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, you know what, uh, I, I, I have to tell you honestly, I don't buy into the whole idea of competing. I buy into the notion that each one of us has a, uh, a fingerprint that belongs to us. And that when we bring our fingerprint to that, that we are a fit for, it's not about competition. And I don't like to think in terms of competition because I really do want to have an open heart to everyone, and you
0: know, that's that.
3: what Denise talks about in her podcast. Yeah,
1: well, talk Denise, about your podcast, Denise.
5: Yeah, the goal was—I mean, listen—someone like Tina, who had all this amazing wisdom. I kept meeting incredible individuals that were really embodying heart-centered leadership, and I really felt that we did not see that enough in our mainstream media story. And so, the goal of the podcast was to give people these tools because I 100% agree with Tina that we, we often are coming from this lens of scarcity when the reality is there is enough room for all of us. And the more that we can just focus on what our unique genius is to give to the world and give ourselves the tools to become the best version of ourselves, the more we're going to see the world and the leaders and the companies that we want to see.
1: Well, what, I mean, how is that possible? Because I know I have girlfriends mm-hmm. um, and they're competitive. Yeah. I try not mm-hmm. to be- competitive with them. But they're competitive, Angelique. So what could I do, Stop it. Denise, <laughs> to, to help cure that?
0: Well, Get well rid of me. it's a
1: mind <laughs> shift.
5: It's a mind shift. It takes a second. And I think Tina has a really good methodology in her inner fitness about this that really helps people start to create that mental shift. And once you have that mental shift, you start operating differently.
3: Well but, so you
1: know, know, us with
3: that. Well, well, you know, if in fact we all were to look closely, underneath competition is fear. Underneath competition is fear that actually stokes a very ancient, fearful part of ourselves. I call that the surviving self, right? And so when we start to recognize that we have been conditioned in this never let them see you sweat society. And while we are chasing the bag, Mm -hmm. we really have been left with a big hole inside of ourselves about who we are and our worth without the bag and without having to be seen. And I believe you know and and denise you you weigh in i believe that everyone wants to feel like they are enough just as they are and because you because we are taught to not feel that mm-hmm. what happens is that we overcompensate we move into fear and survival And then all of these structures such as competition and jealousy and judgment, they spring up between us. But what we don't realize is that they can't spring up where they aren't dwelling. And so it is leaving us as stressed and disconnected from ourselves in this pursuit of competition and winning. Mm Um, leaving
5: us exhausted.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and Tina, I know you have to run because you're a busy woman. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and of course, we're gonna check into Queen Sugar on own Tuesday nights at eight p.m. We love the show. Thank you for joining us, Denise. Don't go
3: anywhere. I, I'm I'm so jealous that I can't stay with Denise because she's so <laughs> fabulous. But you all have a great time. Okay. Thank you thank for you your so mind. much. Thank you, Tina. Right, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
2: We're having you know just a conversation about womanhood and uh joining us is Denise love Hewitt. she's host of the podcast, Do the Work. We were talking a little bit, Denise, about competition, and mm-hmm. i I have this thing seriously, Lottie. I mean all jokes aside, we don't compete no, we, we don't. I, I don't and one thing about me is I don't like to have girlfriends that try to compete with me. That's not your role. Let's be supportive of each other. So whereas Lonnie and I have switched that, flipped that switch where we don't compete with each other, with our friends. How do you find people or how do you get your girlfriends not to compete with you? Or your family? I think Oh, oh, yeah, or family, God
5: forbid. A family can be tough. I would say family sometimes tougher than your friends, but I think that for me the goal is I I come from just I'm just someone who loves to be generous and supportive and so over time you know you start to see who's able to receive that and who isn't and who feels more competitive or who is you know maybe taking some of your generosity and I think that for me, I've just started to really like filter my energy. I want to be around people that operate the same way I do. And I think also the more that you are in alignment, the more that you attract what you are. And so I think the more that I have done inner work, the more that the people that are coming into my life are more resonant um, of that ethos, if that makes sense.
0: Talking about do the work. Right now, there's, uh, there's no real life. There's no real uh, work life and and life balance. Mm -hmm. Most kids are attending school from home like mine and many of us are working from home. How do we create a balance when we can't really leave the house?
5: That's a great question. I, I'm big on, you know, digital detox. I think with that I have found it really hard working from home to peel away from my phone or my computer. Like I'm definitely on it a lot more because I'm usually like running around to meetings or going to events or speaking or all those sorts of things. And so I try and really put it away and be present, whether it's, you know, with the, the people in my pod um, or, you know, just really taking that time to meditate or exercise to stay OK, because I think it's really hard in this environment to everything sort of blurs together. So we have to be really disciplined in how we allocate our time and how we're making sure that we're not like, you know, sort of running low because we're running low already because of this. I would say, the uh, tr- like the traumatic nature of the, the, the country and the world. And so we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves when we have that sort of daily trauma on top of just work life balance.
1: What are some of the things you've been doing to find peace and sanity during the pandemic?
5: I am reading more than I've read in probably like like 10 years. I mean, I am, I'm like finding joy in books again in a way that I am, I'm so grateful. Like I'm, I'm learning so much, but that has been like the number one thing is I am just like avidly consuming books. What kind? Are they
2: self-help? Are they Harlequin romances? What you know? Take me uh,
5: guys, there is a wide range. A lot of them are self-help. A lot of them are just, but a lot of them are also like, uh, you know, whether short story collections or business books. Like I constantly, I keep like a very long list and I now have them actually on my Instagram highlights. So you can go through like my book journey of last year. Every book I've read in the past year is now in the highlights of my Instagram and I'm part of a book club. But I'm just constantly, I'm just curious. And I some of them are like, you know, romance novels. Some of them are fiction. Um, it's like a nice, healthy mix because I'm sometimes looking for different things. Like my, it all depends on my mood.
2: Tell us more about your podcast. Who Who are some of the guests that you've had on for Do the Work?
5: It has been such a joy, this podcast. Um, It really came from, and Tina's one of them, these like women in my life that were giving me this invaluable wisdom. And I felt really, really like, uh, like I was hoarding, I was so lucky. I felt like I was like hoarding this amazing wisdom and what a luxury it was to experience it. And so I have people like Sherry Watterson, who's the former CPO of Athleta and Lululemon and CEO of Nasty Gal. And she's just really um, an incredible, incredible leader um, to people like Tina, to uh, Michelle Prada, who's on Vita and Riverdale, to founders like Ashwarya Iyer, who's the founder of Brightland Olive Oil, which you guys may have heard of. Uh, and all these people really just are embodying what it is to be a heart-centered leader, which for me means like really having done the personal work, being a good person and extending those values into the company um, and the leadership you're creating.
1: The podcast is titled Do the Work, and it's Denise Love Hewitt telling us about it on Cafe Mocha. Thank you for taking time, and um, I can't wait to start listening to some more because women need this, and all people, but especially women. We all need to do the work. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Bye. You ready?
2: This week's secret mocha mix phrase is from Harriet to Aretha. From Harriet to Aretha. Go to SaluteHer.com. Type in from Harriet to Aretha for your chance to win a grand. And by the way, that's exactly what Salute Her honoree Cynthia Erivo does in the Nat Geo series of Aretha, debuting March 21st on the National Geographic channel and on Hulu. The phrase again, from Harriet to Aretha. Go to SaluteHer.com right now to register.
4: Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news
0: now.
2: This is the espresso. Protesters were out in full force as jury selection began for the trial of the cop who had his knee on George Floyd's neck for nearly nine minutes. His brother's hoping for justice.
1: I'm praying and hoping for the outcome that we all want, if it don't go that way, I just know and believe in my heart that it's gonna be changed regardless for us as a nation.
2: The good news is that the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act passed last week and President Biden wants to protect our voting rights.
3: The For the People Act requires states to offer same-day voter registration and would automatically register all eligible voters. It also limits states' ability to purge voter
1: rolls and would restore voting rights to felons who've completed their sentences.
2: And what was the most streamed movie since the pandemic hit? Not Wonder Woman, not SpongeBob, but Eddie.
3: Well, look at us. Just one big happy it's a London American, aristocratic, blended family.
1: I uh, just like the Kardashians.
2: <laughs> the Espresso is brought to you by Seagram's Escape. So many refreshing flavors, so many ways to sip happiness. Seagram Beverage Company, Rochester, New York. Flavored malt liquor beverages. Enjoy responsibly. If you missed any part of this weekend's show or any of our shows, all you have to do is go to CaféMochaRadio.com and download the podcast. We actually have a little contest going on over on the podcast side, so go over there, download and see what I'm talking about. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Café Mocha Radio.
4: Thinking of a master.